April 20th, 2789. This was my turf now. Mine. I stood at the head of the alley. Smoke billowed from fire pits, the flames licking at slow-turning guanas on spits. Neon signs blinked overhead. Hookers danced in the street, their eyes hidden behind lizard masks, their tits bouncing free. A five-piece band at the far end pounded out a heavy beat beneath a Big Sleep 89 banner. Off-world teens drank and groped and drank some more. I breathed deep of air scented with perspiration and opium. Mine. Nobody could stop me. I weaved into the rollicking crowd, sliding past sweat-slick flesh, my face whipped by hair from dancing hookers. Some whore tried to shove a mask in my face. I pushed her away. Every door in the alley was propped open for the steady stream of mostly male off-worlders. On a day like today, a hooker could score a new trick every ten minutes. The big sleep was a hot time for off-world kids on their school breaks to come down to Legardo's surface with their bottomless pockets and insatiable libidos. I looked up at the ash-gray sky. Weak light trickled down. The darkness would be upon us soon. I navigated past tubs full of shine, through a floating set of fornicating holograms, up a short set of well-worn steps, and found myself stuck at the end of a line of kids jamming the door. One yelled over the music, Let's get up to the roof, the sun's about to drop. His buddy shook his masked head. You go, I'll come up later. The first one stepped out of line and tossed his drink to the ground. He kicked off his sandals, and just like that he was on the wall, crawling upward, gecko-style. I stared while he picked his way through a tangle of power cords above the door. He cleared the last of the pulsing neon and quickly scurried up three stories, past clotheslines and patches of creeping vines, finally disappearing over the top. Fucking off-worlders. How do they do that shit? I bowled my way inside, ignoring the protests. The foyer was packed with disrobing off-worlders. Seeing their impossibly perfect bods, a chill came over me. There was something creepy about these kids, how they looked too perfect to be real, like a room full of mannequins come to life. Not an ounce of flab, not a single strand of back hair, not one pimple-plagued ass, The teens at the head of the line were completely naked. They waited patiently with projection units pressed against their temples, pornographic imagery beaming directly into their brains. Every minute or so, a whore would come by and grab one of the erect from the front of the line. The limpers had to wait. No time for foreplay. Not today. Today, the whores would keep the Johns moving in and out as fast as possible, in more ways than one time to reclaim my turf. I turned left and stomped through a pile of clothes. A lizard mask crunched under my right heel, glittery scales popping free from the plaster. I pushed through a curtain made of strands of strung monitor teeth that clacked and chattered at my entrance. Chicho sat at his desk. It had been almost two years since I'd seen this pimp. He hadn't changed. 
He had the same pinched lips, the same sharp nose, the same rodent eyes peering through a pair of wire rims. Juno, he asked, what are you doing here? I'm back. What do you mean, you're back? I stepped up to his desk, piled with holographic ledger sheets. It means from now on, you pay me, just like the old days. This isn't a good time, he looked down to read a ledger. I gave his desk a swift boot, startling the glasses right off his face. I'm talking to you. His eyes had opened so wide that white showed all around the black beads at their centers. What's your problem? Had the hollow ledgers been made of actual paper, I would have swiped them to the floor. Instead, I settled for pressing my fists into the desktop and leaning way down to get in his rat face.